Hey, what's going on? The Sedano Show here on ESPN LA. Mike Trudell hanging out with us here today. We got a busy show for you. Jamie Eisenberg, CBSSports.com, fantasy football expert, will join us in a few moments. Uh, we've got Magic Johnson speaking. We'll hear from him, uh, very shortly. He's on the show? Uh, the Lakers. No, no. Okay. No. He was on, uh, somewhere else. Okay. Fine. But he wasn't happy, apparently. And I'll tell you what he wasn't happy about in just a few minutes. How about that? I, I want to hear so. that, George. Right. But more importantly, forget about you being the Lakers sideline reporter. I feel like you are Mr. Cliff Kingsbury reporter right now. That to me is a much bigger deal right now because look, even though I do believe every game matters when it comes to the Western Conference, you know, look, uh, you know, everybody loves the transaction. So, you know, uh, an addition of Cliff Kingsbury would be nice. So why don't you just break the news now as to what's going to happen? Go ahead, Trudeau. Well, I, uh, here, here's what I can say, George, as you try to put me in an uncomfortable position right off the bat. I do think it's real. Okay. It, it's obviously real. Like, there are uh, meetings have been yeah. had. Uh, nothing has right. been signed yet though. Okay. So there, there isn't anything right. official. And I think when I saw the initial report that came out that said, you know, essentially, uh, Kingsbury and USC have agreed to terms. Um, I, I, I was, it's not that I was skeptical, uh, because I, I, I know that there have been things that have been going on. There have been conversations that have been had, but I also know that there is a lot of interest in Kingsbury outside of USC. And it's whether that's NFL teams, I'm sure that it, you know, it's college teams that are, that are done at this point. Like there is, there are a lot of people that want the type of skills that he brings. And the, just sort of the, the total package there, 39, uh, three NFL quarterbacks right now that he is, that have been under his tutelage, uh, explosive offense, new age offense. I, I think the success that McVay has had and all the stuff that he's doing has only made that be more appealing at an NFL level. So that's the only thing. It's not done yet, but look, if it happens and there is a, a decent chance it could happen, I think it is a coup for USC. I think it's fantastic. I think that USC Trojans football being exciting is back in LA. You get, you get some of that. Cause, cause look, Clay Helton's still there, George, right? And you've been calling for his head for a while now. We know that's not going to happen. Uh, but what's the next best thing you can do? Bring in an offensive coordinator who really, who has power, like who can run his whole system. That, that to me is maybe the only way that you can dig yourself out of uh, just keeping Helton. Well, it just puts you in 21st century college football, really, because, uh, you know, when Kirk was here on Monday, we talked about it. USC has been running student body right, student body left for a long time with very little imagination on offense. It feels like now there were times clearly under Pete Carroll where they had such great athletes that it didn't really matter. You know, they were just, uh, out, you know, outmanning everyone, but those days are done. Like the days of college football of a team really outside of Alabama, really. Um, well, and they're, and they're scoring the a ridiculous of the, amount of points this year. Alabama's averaging like, no, what, but like my, 50? Well, but I'm talking about the talent gap. You know what I mean? Because, you know, oh, sure, what, sure. basically the two, be- the, there, there's Alabama, there's Clemson, there's Ohio State, and then there's everybody else, basically. Um, and maybe, you know, I don't put Notre Dame in that category. I know there's a lot of Notre Dame fans in Southern California. I ain't buying it, man. Look, you've had a great season. That's cool. But I think you're going to get exposed in the college football playoff. I could be wrong about that, but that's fine. But I do think that's what makes this cool is that, yes, USC will finally evolve. And, and as we've seen, Trudeau, in basketball, you and I are NBA guys. Uh, that sport has evolved tremendously. Um, the Phoenix Suns, Mike D'Antoni's Phoenix Suns, right? Seven seconds or less or whatever it was. 
they'd be at best a middle of the pack offensive team right now. Um, they they would be yeah they'd be you slow. put them in today's era. <laughs> yeah, that's what would be yeah. that's funny about they, the Suns. Yeah, they, they'd be in the bottom third of the NBA. So that's kind of the point. College football's evolved, much like every sport evolves, and USC needed to kind of get into the 21st century. So to your point. They need to do everything in their power to make sure that Cliff Kingsbury doesn't leave Southern California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That he doesn't leave their grasp. It's kind of like, yes. you know, when you get the free agent visit, you want to be the guy, you don't want to let the guy leave because then he may go sign with another team. That's exactly what I'm talking about here with USC. It, it is a great point, George, and it's something that it's important to bring up. Like, so USC has this super passionate and involved fan base as well. They should for the way that USC has rewarded them over the years. And especially when there was no NFL team here, I think that just put USC into, into bigger prominence. The Pete Carroll years we're talking about and all the history that goes back. Well, look right here in Kingsbury, you get somebody that comes in that like he was running this stuff with decent players, you know, at Texas Tech with, with pretty good athletes. But if you put some of the top talent in the country, in that type of a system, my goodness, you know, that, that to me yeah. is very appealing. And don't let some other team come in because it shouldn't be an issue of money, right? It, that's, in USC, they have enough money. It should not be, that should not be the issue. And I, I hope that they have sold the rest of what is, you know, in place for a potential future of a Kingsbury in this type of a situation. But you got to do what it takes to get this done because the other interest is real. It's, and it's not just, don't forget about other colleges. NFL interest is real, and you know that's something I I, don't, I really don't know because uh, I didn't ask him the question directly. Um, I don't know to what degree Cliff wants to you know go in and be an NFL offense, offensive coordinator uh, with sort of a step towards being a head coach right now. I, I don't know what would happen if uh, my buddy Chris Harry, who, who knows more about the NFL than almost anybody I talked to, said there could be like eight NFL jobs open, George, at the end of this season. You know, and you just never yeah, know. Maybe, and, maybe you get a guy like Kingsbury in a room, thirty-nine. Um, you know, charming. Obviously, knows everything about offense. Like you never know if he he actually gets one of those jobs. I think there is a slim possibility that's that's the case. I I do think, and I know, like we all know now, that there are at least multiple offensive coordinator jobs available to him as we speak, which could be a very quick ride to a head coaching job as we saw with Sean McVay. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was an offensive coordinator for a little bit under Jay Gruden and then boom, he's the Rams head coach and people thought at that time if you remember and, and I know now it sounds crazy to say this but like ah, you know, but Jay Gruden's really calling the plays. What does this McVay guy know? He's 30 years old or whatever. Remember there was a lot of that at that time and Looking back, that seems pretty foolish. So you know what's, um, you know what's it, funny it about that? Fascinating. It was funny about. I should have brought this up in uh, while Mason was here, and he was just like everybody else. But so uh, I just I mentioned the name Chris Harry. So there was an article you probably read it. Peter King wrote it, and it was about Sean McVay when he was in yeah. when he was still in Washington, and it was kind of the first time that you know a national writer had taken notice. And this was this was after. Uh, on this show, it was Thompson and Trudell, the, basically the day after the Rams lost 28 nothing to San Francisco. And Harry has, had texted me and been like, you know who they should hire? Here's the guy, Sean McVay. So I, so Michael and I made a little list of five coaches and, you know, and uh, McVay was, was number, was number whatever on the list. I can't remember where he was. One, two, three, four, five. And, you know, Mason Ireland came in and everyone was like, who, who's this guy? No, you can't, you can't give the job to a 30 year old. And I, you know, it's not that that was a bad take at the time because I think most people thought that. But now look what he did in year one with Jared Goff, who everybody thought stunk under Fisher, and that's why you think oh, about we somebody left him like, for dead. Yeah, yeah, man. And you think about somebody like Kingsbury. 
even if so, yeah, get somebody else to, to handle the defense, get some defensive talent in. But if you can just make the quarterback a lot better, and you know, again, Patrick Mahomes, don't need to go down the list. Case Keenum, um, Johnny Football before he got to the NFL, like that. That is a, that's something right there that can turn an NFL team around if you get an NFL quarterback to to just be a different player. And we'll get to Lakers stuff. We promise. Trust me. There's a lot of stuff I want to get into uh, with with Trudell about the Lakers right now. But I'm going to put up the first poll of the day. You ready? Yeah, what do you got for me? Since we were talking about Sean McVay, we were talking about Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, clearly very successful, offensive-minded guys, but they have something else in common. Mm. You know what that is? Blonde They're hair. both very handsome. Yes. So the first poll of the day, who's the more handsome football coach, Kingsbury or McVay? Boom. You know, look, I, I Sean McVay is handsome. He's not in Kingsbury's ca- in, uh, category, though. I mean, he, Whoa, he, he's not, he's really? just not, dude, k- come on, Kingsbury looks exactly like Ryan Gosling. I mean, come on. He, he does. He has a Gosling look to him. He, I mean, come on. McVay, McVay's a good looking guy. Dude. Look, I, they're both better looking than me. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to stand for myself. <laughs> but Kingsbury is in a different league. Okay. Man, I am really sounding like a Kingsbury fanboy over here. But, but it's true. He I is mean, handsome. You really are. He is, he is very handsome. Just saying. Man. Mike, what do you think? Who's more handsome? Kingsbury or McVay? I would go That's a with. Tough one. Uh, it is a tough one, no, dude. It's, it's tough. like split down the middle. I have to go with McVay. Oh, stop it! Come on. But man. I will say this: there they're both go. single now. I know McVay is in a relationship, but as, as far is, as being yes. singled or married, they're both are single also. Yeah. All right. So now yeah. I don't, I'm predicting okay. if you. So here's the thing with a poll like that: that you have to include pictures, right? I have yeah, people have Google. Whatever. People, people have Google. People on Twitter. My, people who follow me on Twitter know who Kingsbury. So McVay here's the problem. So here's the problem. Kingsbury clearly more handsome, but McVay, you know, a, a sports god, a, a becoming a sports god in L.A. Like with with how good he is. So you, so if you're just voting well, well, on, wait looks, a second though. What you know? Wait a second though. I mean, Belichick is a sports god, and no one's voting for him as a no. But I'm coach, just saying. You know, I'm but... saying some people may think may look at it and be like, eh, you know, man, I don't really care who's more handsome, but McVay is my guy. Mm. The Rams are, you know, ten and one. Boom, McVay vote. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, look, early returns right now. You can vote at Sedano ESPN, S-E-D-A-N-O ESPN. Only two minutes into it. Uh, Kingsbury, 58%. McVeigh, 42%. But pretty close. Respectable. I mean, come, certainly. two minutes. Okay, come on. Come on, George. Let's at least wait till the break. We get, let's get like, let's get okay. like 15 right, votes. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll absolutely do that. We will wait till the break and see what, uh, what comes of this. <laughs> uh, all right. Coming up in just a second. Um, Magic isn't happy. We'll hear about that in at 4 o'clock. But coming up next, we've got the Ingram conundrum, Trudell. Um, and I've got some fascinating numbers. I know you love the numbers, okay? I've got some fascinating numbers when it comes to Brandon Ingram's efficiency, uh, both as an individual and with certain lineups. We'll get to that. Trudell's in the house. Sedano Show, ESPN LA. Sedano Show here on ESPN LA. Trudell hanging out with us today. Deontay Wilder. Big fight at Staples Center on Saturday night. Him and Tyson Fury. He's going to be in studio at 4.30. Um, we'll nice. update our poll here for you, Trudeau. Yeah, you know, Sonano, I just texted Cliff, and I was like, look, man, I, I don't know if you've met uh, George Sonano. Great guy. He's smart. Knows all sports. Really uh, you know, pretty impressive individual. But he had the audacity to compare you with Sean McVay in terms of looks, you know, not football acumen, but in terms right. of looks, you which texted is, him. I t- yeah, I did. I, I literally, I just did. I texted him. I was like, "Look, man, I don't know if you know Sedano. He's my guy. I'm on the show a lot, but I just want to apologize, you know, because like, look, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be in this in this conversation that he put you in." That's what I told him. And what what did he respond? 
I mean, I just texted him like three seconds ago. So. <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you know. No, he's he's it, he has a close. lot of important things going on. Maybe well, signing something guess, right my, now. My guess, my guess to his response will be the uh, the laughing out loud emoji. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he's going to come back with like, a, oh, well, tell George. You know, I, I don't think he's worried about that. Well, we don't know how vain he but really it, look, is. But if know? he if he, he t- if he takes the job, which again we don't know, uh, if he does. Then you know we'll try to get him to move out by us on the west side, and then he, you know he can come check. Yeah, out. yeah, that's what we'll try to do. for sure. Um, but in the poll right now, uh, who's the more handsome coach, Kingsbury or McVay? Uh, Kingsbury with the lead is closing, fifty-four percent to forty-six. McVay's getting closer. That's all I'm saying. You can vote at Sedano ESPN. Fair enough. Um, by the way, I just heard the commercial for that tackle app. Um, and you should really listen to these commercials, not because it helps pay our salaries, but um, because some of these things that we actually put on the air are actually very useful. Uh, that tackle app, I've used it before. Have you used that thing yet? Uh, negative, Ghost Rider. So it's basically for like uh, a handyman. You know, you need like handiwork around the house or whatever. Oh, so she, I use yes, the tackle yes. app. Yeah, I use the tackle app because I bought a TV for the kitchen. <laughs> And I was like, eh, you know, I don't want to put this. I don't even know where the stud is in this, um, you know, where the TV was supposed to go. So I tackle app, right? Used it. Some kid showed up with, uh, he's got to be like, I say kid. He's probably like 20, 21 years old. Shows up with his girlfriend. Boom, boom, boom. 10 minutes done. 90 bucks. Here you go. See you later, kid. I, uh, so we already, we have a, a handyman. Shout out to Massimo. Um, he's Italian. He's great. But I question George, the TV in the kitchen because when I'm in the kitchen, I'm all about efficiency, like getting it, dishes. I want to do them as fast as I can while still doing them well, or you know, helping Annie right. prepare something. Which I, again, I'm not a good cook, so that's probably the reason I don't spend a lot of time in there. And then I want to get to the room where I have like my big TV. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I just don't know why it's almost like you put it in the kitchen because you can, but I don't feel like you right. really need it in there. And it, but it it's like a small a TV. It's not. It's I know, like but, a big but TV. But that's what I'm saying, though. But you want to be, you want to get to the other TV, or you just, you just have your iPad, and that, in you, in which, like now, if you have any type of cable, or even if you're a cord cutter, you can put whatever's on your TV on your iPad, and then you can just set it actually in front of you instead of having to turn your neck if you're doing dishes, and the TV is on the side by the refrigerator. Yeah, but what you do is you get one of those things like I did with the tackle app. You call the guy, the handy guy who puts uh, the the bracket up, and you know you got the one that kind of flips around wherever you want to put the TV. Okay, you can see it from wherever. All right, that's fair. That's, that's how fair. you do it. So, are you saying a TV in the kitchen is unnecessary? That, that, that is what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. I, I okay. and I just that's another poll question. That <laughs> I just prefer again. I prefer to uh, like. I like. I don't like being in the kitchen. Now, this for somebody like Michael who loves to cook or Freddie Prince Jr. Even better. They love being in the kitchen. Maybe that's a person that could use a television in there because they're in there more often. Uh, but I don't know, George. Like, if you're a great cook, wouldn't you want to focus on the food and not be distracted by the television? I mean, whatever. I don't know. I don't. I think I don't think those things are necessarily mutually exclusive. But you know, whatever. We'll put up a poll at Sedano ESPN. Is a TV in the kitchen unnecessary? Trudell is uh, not a TV guy in the kitchen, clearly. Um, but uh, anyway, so you can vote on our polls. I'm going to try to put the polls up on Instagram too. Um, we do have something cool to give away in the four o'clock hour. We've got Lakers Spurs tickets. Uh, for December 5th. That's going to happen sometime in the 4 o'clock hour, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to give them away, I think, is it one pair, Mike? Is that what we've got? Yes, one pair. Okay, yes. one pair. So one pair of Lakers Spurs tickets. I'm actually in San Antonio today. Trudell is in studio, uh, thankfully, and because uh, I've got Spurs Rockets tomorrow. So, um, But what you a, have, George, before that, we get... What a, what a game, though, man. Like, Spurs-Rockets, right, preseason, looked a lot better than Spurs-Rockets on November 30th. Like, both teams are just playing really poorly right now. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the Spurs, I'm not as surprised. The Rockets, I'm clearly more surprised. You and I both uh, had Spurs out. Of, you and I both had Spurs out of the playoffs uh, before the season, right? So, and so I that's, took that's a lot fair. of grief for that. Yeah, I took a lot of grief for that when I did that because you know everyone just automatically assumes they're always going to be in. But yeah, I think this is it. Like they're not as good, and I don't believe in their mid-range madness between them and Demar Derozan. Um, not that I'd say that to Pop because he'd probably punch me in the face. Um, but um, I, I think the Rockets. To me, the problem with the Rockets is this, okay? I know everyone's talking about Ariza and Mbamute and all that, and that's fine. I get it. I'm not saying that that's not an issue. I think their biggest problem is availability. And they've had Chris Paul miss games due to suspension. They've had Chris Paul miss, I think, three or four games now due to injury. When they've had Paul and Harden on the floor together, I think they're eight and four. <laughs> so... That to me is the bigger issue, yeah, but Chris has missed six. The problem uh, is Chris Paul is going to miss games. Yeah, he's missed yeah. five games. I, so I'm actually I I I'm I like ninety percent agree with you. I was a little bit worried about them before the season, um, but but I didn't have the you know I I, I didn't have the audacity to say they were going to be uh, what are they right now ten and twelve? Nine, sorry, nine and eleven. Nine and eleven. Yeah, I mean, two games under five hundred. My worry for them was more, and we talked about this a bit a couple weeks ago. They spent. Last year, busting ass every night. Okay, like they they were they they were they, that was their season. It was all geared towards mm-hmm. beating the Warriors, and they they played a certain yeah. way. They got to the moment, and then they just couldn't come through. Right? They they lose in Game Seven, and I was worried that they were going to have kind of a mental. It's it just it's hard to find that same edge when you've had to do it the whole previous season, and just for bang Game One in November in October when everybody's coming at you. Uh, but even with that, even that said, I figured just Harden and Paul kind of alternating games is enough to keep you a couple games over 500. And you get a couple breaks, George, and, and they are like they're, they're still at nine and in, in nine and 11, they are a game and a half out of the eight seed. So it's not like they're like, we, I think we both think they're making the playoffs, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so we still have men, but I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost in the first round or if they lost in the, the conference semis, but I, I definitely don't think that they are going to win the West. And I know you don't either. So that's where this season has been so weird that there, there are this, the number two seed, uh, which is now the Warriors has seven losses. Uh, the teams that are tied for the, for the, the eight seed have nine losses. And then the Rockets have 11 losses. The Jazz have 12. The Spurs have 11. The Timber, like, it's just a mess. It's a mess right now in the West, man. Yeah, for sure. And, and this is why I had this conversation with Ireland, um, the other night on the pregame. He and I disagreed that I, I'm a believer that you can't lose to crappy teams. Okay. If you're the Lakers, that was the conversation. And like a loss at home to Orlando is not a good loss. Okay. I know they're better than people anticipated, but they're still an under 500 team. Okay. You can't have that loss. Uh, because those are the ones in a very tightly contested Western conference that you're going to look back at in a few months and go, God bleeping darn it. Why did we lose that game? And, and that's the type of stuff that I'm looking at with this Lakers squad. I'm like, man. I get getting blown out in Denver. It happens to a lot of teams, okay? Even when they're bad, they win 30 games at home. So I'm not really looking at that, and you just kind of throw that one away. Uh, but the Orlando stuff, those kind of losses, that to me sticks out as stuff that you're going to look back and, and you're going to regret. Um, he believes that you don't have to worry about any of this stuff till Christmas. The last two seasons in the Western Conference have shown you that I don't believe that is the case. It's too highly contested. Mm. Three through, I think, 11 last year, or three through 10 last year, 
what were they separated by? Two and a half, three games? So, well, no, I, I think that you have to focus and worry about every game. Every game matters legitimately. So, George, I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to use your baseball point against you again in saying that. Okay, well, tell me, tell just, me on the other side. How about that? It's just blank. I'll tell you on the other side. All right, let's do that next. But before that, I got to tell you about my good friends at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Because, you know, look, man, you need auto parts. Trust me, man. I've been there. And you got to go to the experts. That's what I do. So right now, it's kind of cold out there, especially for those of you living in the mountains. And when your vehicle needs some extra attention, O'Reilly Auto Parts has everything that you need to keep your vehicle toasty and warm. From choosing the right antifreeze for your engine, replacing the windshield wiper blades. O'Reilly is going to help you, man. They get your car, your truck in fighting shape for the cold weather that's coming soon. So O'Reilly Auto Parts, get out there, man. Better parts, better prices every day.